0: giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase clutch athletics at newbalance.com.
1: This is a very somber pick six podcast emergency podcast edition. If you're watching us on YouTube live or later, you can see that John Breach there from the hotel room in Baltimore, where uh, only hours ago he was uh, at the stadium where Joe Burrow left with that wrist injury. And it's been confirmed emergency podcast, pick six edition, Joe Burrow suffered a torn wrist ligament in that game. Require season ending surgery, most likely. Zach Taylor announced that he is done for the year. You see the Cincinnati Bengals tweeted that out. So John Breach will come to you first. You were in the stadium last night. You went from Nashville to Baltimore with high hopes, high expectations after the Bengals that seemed to turn a corner. They lost last week to the Texans, but that didn't wasn't the end of their season. It didn't feel like. This feels like the end of the season. So why don't you go through first the emotions, the roller coaster that you Typically, go through around this time of year as a Bengals fan, uh, watching Joe Burrow throw that pass, wince, and then I don't know if you could see from the stance the sideline throw he attempted to make, or if you were watching on your phone on Twitter. But uh, take us through your, your last 24 hours here.
2: Well, so I decided to go to this game on a whim. This was something that was decided this week. I was like, Ooh, Thursday night in Baltimore, I can make this work. It's a huge game. I'm going to go. Uh, and let's not forget, when he threw his final pass of the game, touchdown pass to Joe Mixon, the Bengals are up 10-7. to 7. They have pretty much dominated the entire first half except for that opening drive where the Ravens scored a touchdown. It really felt like, oh, my God, they can win this game. And then literally, so if you're talking about a scale of 1-10, to 10, I'm at a 9.8 after that touchdown pass to Mixon. And then, I don't know, four minutes later, it's you're down at a negative – 400, if that's how it felt. And the thing is, when I saw that, when I saw Joe Burrow, because uh, you could tell he kind of winced when he threw the pass, and you saw that uh, it, when it happened, watching from my seat. And so when he ran to the sideline, you knew something was wrong. But when I saw his practice throw, it was so bad that I thought it slipped out of his hand. Because again, you know, I'm watching from my seat. I couldn't tell exactly what was happening. So literally throwing the football three inches, I thought I had slipped out of his hand. Go on Twitter, see the clip that actually Brinson tweeted out. Uh, and I saw that it did not slip out of his hand at all. Yeah, there we go. And right then and there, uh, I have my buddy Adam with me. He was sitting with me at the game. And I was like, all right, well, he's not playing at any point in the next month. Because if you can't throw a football three inches, you know, it doesn't matter what the injury is. It's going to take time to heal. I did not think he would be out for the season. Thought it would be two, three, four games. Uh, but yeah, we are worst case scenario season over bye.
1: Yeah, so if you heard the audio cutout, if you're listening to us, uh, Producer Harry rolled the actual video that Breach was talking about, and uh, it was, in fact, a three-inch throw. You saw, if you haven't seen it, I mean, you can check it out uh, on the Internet. But Joe Burrow turns to whoever he's talking to and shakes his head no. You see him on the sidelines after he goes into the tunnel and comes out later. He's talking to A.J. McCarron. He's talking to someone else on the sidelines and, and Bengal civvies, if you will. It looked to be explaining uh, – Kind of on the down low, what had happened to him after the game. We saw him talk to Lamar, and he didn't seem to have any real answers. But the look on his face said, this is, as Breach noted, worst-case scenario. All right, so Jake Browning comes in, and you tweeted this out earlier today, Breach, after the news broke about Joe Burrow. Over the summer, when Joe Burrow had his latest day-one training camp injury that kept him out with the calf injury this time, Uh, You noted that they had an opportunity to to find a legit backup quarterback. Jake Browning didn't do terribly in this game, but I don't know if he's the guy you want to lead you the rest of the season. What are your thoughts about how they handled the backup quarterback situation, knowing Joe Burrow's injury history? My
2: thoughts are I would grade them an F minus. Look, they have made so many smart personnel decisions over the past few years, whether it's in the draft whether it's signing free agents like trey hendrickson i mean just so many smart decisions and for this one gaping hole to leave that as your one dumb decision blows my mind especially with how things played out with burrow in the offseason i mean we're talking about he injured that calf on july 27th and did not practice for a full month and when you have a starting quarterback who is not practicing for a full month you have to go out and you have to look for a backup quarterback and say, all right, well, what if Joe Burrow's not ready to play? Or what if Joe Burrow can't play until week two? Because they had no idea if he was going to be ready for week one on August 1st. So you have to go out and get the best backup quarterback you can find. Not, And that's no shot at Jake Browning. It's just that Jake Browning's not going to win you games. It's like with the Saints, with Drew Brees a couple years ago when he went out. Teddy Bridgewater can come in and win you games. You just need someone like that. And so the fact they didn't do that – was perplexing, and the reason for that is because this is probably the widest their Super Bowl window is going to be open for a few years. It's always going to be open with Burrow, but, I mean, this thing was open, open. But now you're talking about you have to give Jamar Chase an extension after this offseason. You have T. Higgins is going to be a free agent. You have DJ Reader who's going to be a free agent. Tyler Boyd, Chiribu Owusie. You have all these guys that you have to figure out, these key players, and, and now all that is thrown away because – You didn't go out and find a backup. I mean, granted, I'm not sure how many backups are out there uh, who could fix this. But, you know, there's a couple that would have been better options than Jake Browning. And, again, no shot at Jake Browning because, like you said, he played well considering the circumstances.
1: So he's 27 years old, Jake is, and I'm, I'm double and triple checking here. I think he had one attempt against Cleveland in September and last night was his only other meaningful action in the nfl and maybe i'm wrong and i'm looking at this too fast but i don't think he's had a lot of reps and to your larger point the bottom line is he doesn't have a ton of experience and you know in retrospect they should have traded for (laughs) for josh Dobbs because that's the answer to every question uh, in terms of backup quarterbacks but let's talk about that quickly and we have some other things we got to hit on as well as burrow getting off the plane with his wrist wrapped and 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 Zach, Will, uh, Zach Taylor, excuse me, said that was something completely different, which sounds weird, but whatever. But so you have Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Colt McCoy, Joe Flacco is trying out for the Browns because uh, Deshaun Watson is done for the year. Um, Trevor Simeon, Brett Ripon is with LA now, unless they just cut him. You could, tr- you can't trade for anyone. So Case Keenum's on another roster. You can't get him. So you got to roll with what you got. It sounds like is what I'm getting at.
2: Yeah, I mean, unless you can convince the Panthers to cut Andy Dalton or the Titans to cut Ryan Tannehill you can't make a trade obviously because the trade deadlines pass so uh it, you know I don't know how much the NFL frowns upon backdoor shenanigans like convincing a team to cut another quarterback but you said it uh not a lot of great options maybe you convinced Phillip Rivers to come out of retirement the 49ers were going to call him to start the Super Bowl last year if they had won the NFC title game that was something Kyle Shanahan said uh he and said then you had Yeah, he said that during the offseason. Rivers was the guy he had in mind at halftime when he was told that Purdy was basically done. He's like, you know, they were like, I think they were down one. They weren't down a ton, even though they got blown out. They weren't down a ton at halftime. And so he was like, gosh, well, what are we going to do? We're going to have to call Phillip Rivers. Um, Wow. So, but you look at the options, and, and the thing is, Jake Browning knows the offense, so at this point, that he probably is the best option because he's going to be the most comfortable in there in August. If you had brought in a quarterback to learn the system, that's a different story. Uh, you know, and guys like Joe Flacco and Nick Foles are interesting just because in this offense, you know, those guys will get crushed behind the offensive line. They'll get sacked too many times. Uh, man, even the, the police here are sad for Burrow. You can hear the sirens in the background. I'm not sure. Um, but someone like Flacco and Foles, you know what their best trade is? They can still throw the deep ball super accurately. you got to give them time to throw. And the Bengals, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you know, they have receivers that can bring down those balls. Uh, so maybe you bring in one of those two guys for a workout. I'm not saying you sign them. Just see what they can do. But, yeah, at this point in the season, the best bet probably is Jake Browning.
1: Josh duel in the comments asked, Chad Henney, I'm not sure he would want to. I, I think of the, all the – Scenarios like a Matt Ryan, for example, who works with us at CBS, hasn't ruled out coming back. This would be best case scenario. But again, we're heading into or this Week Eleven is actually under underway. You don't have time to learn the offense unless you're Josh Jobs and a, a, a NASA scientist.
2: Well, remember, you have ten days till your next game, so you do have more than you usually would get.
1: Fair enough, but it's still a pretty tight turnaround if you're, especially if you're coming off the couch or off the, out of the, the the broadcast booth. In Matt Ryan's case. And the funny thing real
2: quick is Chad Henney, because obviously he retired after uh, winning another Super Bowl with the Chiefs, but he turned down the Jets. The Jets, I think, called him and he was like, yeah, I'd rather sit on my couch than play for the Jets. And that's one of those situations where you look at the Jets offensive line. You don't want to come off your couch and get destroyed and get sacked eight times a game. And, you know, the Bengals offensive line is better than the Jets offensive line, but it's still not, you know, a top five offensive line in the NFL. So a guy coming off the couch is probably going to get sacked a couple times. I don't know how many of those guys want to take a beating like that.
1: Speaking of beatings, and I think I know the answer to this question, but producer Harry, if you're listening, head flashy injury graphic for Joe Burrow throughout his NFL career a moment ago, and it is a long and exhaustive list. Uh, Ribs in January, 2020, the torn ACL that ended his rookie season after uh, 10 games, I believe dislocated finger December 21 sprained MCL in February 2022 the calf muscle that we talked about that uh, got his uh 2023 season off to the slow start and now the wrist injury so these keep happening breach is this a concern or is it just unlucky because he's the franchise quarterback no matter what but he can't seem to finish the season
2: well I definitely think there's an element of unluckiness because you're experiencing all those injuries I also think it's a concern just be look I don't think he's going to pull an Andrew Luck and retire. But look, Andrew Luck was the most optimistic dude on earth. (laughs) And it just became – he got sick of doing rehab after rehab after rehab. And it was, you know, every injury, I'm going to come back. I'm going to be fine. And boom, he retires out of nowhere. And so that's my worry with Burrow is that all this rehab wears on you, is that you're rehabbing more than you're playing football. And I don't want to say Burrow's injury-prone, but that is – a lot of injuries that are piling up, but, you know, they're all, you know, he got hit low, which is how he tears his ACL. That's going to happen to any quarterback. He he sprained his MCL in the Super Bowl, which wasn't a big deal because they had six months off before training camp. And then but the calf injury, that's a concern. Landing on your right wrist when you get hit by Jadevian Clowney, that feels like that is what sparked this whole thing. And then, you know, popping or snapping or whatever happened to his wrist when he threw the ball at Joe Mixon, which was a short throw. So there are these weird injuries that you have to be at least my only concern if you're a Bengals fan, because you just gave $250 million to a guy who has had trouble staying healthy. I mean, he is top three quarterback in the NFL when he's healthy, but if he's not healthy, you know, you're in trouble.
1: Yeah, and don't forget the appendectomy two to, uh, to G- Julys ago, I believe, just to start um, – The 2022 season when he came back probably too early and somehow threw 45 interceptions uh, against T.J. Watt and they lost somehow lost that Steelers game. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, how the playoff pictures change in the AFC and and all the quarterback injuries and and what the, the Bengals try to do to figure this thing out.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: after school special, emergency podcast, Big Six edition. Joe Burrow done for the season. Torn ligament, wrist in, uh, into his wrist, probably is going to require season-ending surgery. The season-ending part is confirmed. The surgery part, we'll wait and see about. Our guy Stephen O. Sports Line sent this email out 19 minutes ago. After Deshaun Watson went down earlier this week for the Browns, his season's done. Uh, the Steelers' win total improved to nine point eight. The Bengals' win total improved to nine point six. And the Bengals' playoff chances at that point were basically 50%. The Steelers were 62%. The Ravens were at 11.2 wins and basically all but confirmed to make the playoffs at 92%. Now, after the Burrow news, Stephen O sends out the updated odds for over or sports line. Cleveland goes from 9.9 to 10.2 with Burrow out. The Steelers improve uh, by almost a full game to 10.6 games won. Their Playoff chances improved from 69%, excuse me, from 63% to 83%, which is bonkers on this team. Where I contend that Kenny Pickett might still be the worst quarterback in the division, injury or not. And the Bengals, meanwhile, go from 9.6 wins after the Watson injury and before Burroughs injury to 6.8, and their playoff chances dropped to 1.3%. Now, they've also lost an extra game. They're 5 and 5, same as the Raiders, same as the Colts, and same as, of course, the Buffalo Bills. I'll ask you this quickly: Super Bowl window. Closer to being shut for Cincinnati or or Buffalo? Both teams are 5-5. Both have franchise quarterbacks. Both teams are going in different directions for different reasons.
2: I would think Buffalo just because it seems like there's turmoil. Everybody's turmoil. Everyone's turning on each other. Where Josh Allen's staying healthy. They just can't win games where this is one injury is derailing the season. Uh, But I do think as long as Burrow's there that they're always going to have a chance. So I don't think the Bengals' Super Bowl window – is in trouble. One thing I will say about the playoff numbers you just read is that to kind of put this in perspective with uh, the numbers from Stephen O, that when Deshaun Watson got injured, the Browns were originally, before the injury, projected to be the fifth seed in the AFC. Mm-hmm. After the injury, projected to be the sixth seed. So they're still making the playoffs, according to these projections, just because Deshaun Watson got injured. After Joe Burrow gets injured, the Bengals' playoff percentage went from uh, about 40% chance of making the playoffs to one3 just done. There's it went from hey coin flip to start planning, uh, t- start listening to Ryan Wilson's podcast more because you're planning for the draft.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not funny, but it, it was funny the way you delivered it. Uh, before I ask you about the the questions surrounding the wrist injury, and I'll, I'll get into Adam Schefter's tweet in a second. As a Bengals fan who's experienced a lifetime of disappointment. Where does this rank and immediately comes to mind is the perfect running out of the back of the tunnel and coming back and causing them to lose that playoff game back in 2016, 2017, whenever that was. Uh, that's in the conversation. Obviously, the, the Super Bowls they lost when your dad was playing is probably up there. But in terms of the last 10 or 15 years, how do these shake out in terms of most disappointing into a Bengals season?
2: I mean, it's top five, but here's the thing. there's the difference. Is it like the Carson Palmer knee injury happened in the playoffs where you're already in the playoffs? Yeah. You feel like you have a really good team. You feel like they have a Super Bowl caliber team. And then starting quarterback goes down with a knee injury against the Steelers. Obviously, again, the perfect thing in the playoffs against the Steelers. And so, but this team wasn't in the playoffs yet. And they were just so inconsistent this year that, Yeah, I felt like they could win the Super Bowl. So probably third behind those two crazy situations. But the fact that losing your starting quarterback to uh, an injury for the season isn't automatically number one just tells you like the eternal nightmare, perpetual nightmare you're in being a Bengals fan. You think you're in a dream and then you get to the end and there's always something that turns things upside down.
1: Yeah, I mean, back when the 2005 game where Kimovan Olhoff and collapsed Carson Palmer's knee, that was obviously terrible, but I was a much hardcore harder-core Steelers fan at that point, and I had a hatred for all the other teams in the AFC North. I actually like Joe Burrow. I like this team, and it it's, it sucks that he got hurt, and they're not able to sort of mount this comeback that I think a lot of people saw coming. Uh, Adam Schefter a few hours ago – no, this morning. So this is before we knew officially that Joe Burrow was going to be done. And In fact, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network – reported a couple hours ago before the announcement that he got the sense that it sounded like there was some optimism in the building in Cincinnati. And he actually qualified that by saying, hopefully I don't get old takes exposed on this, but. So he was, didn't get that exactly right. But this morning, nine o'clock AM Eastern time, Adam Schefter in uh, ESPN tweeted out the NFL is investigating why the Bengals did not list Joe Burrow on the injury report. When the team posted a picture of him wearing a device on his wrist Wednesday when he got off the plane, you actually tweeted about that too, I think yesterday on Thursday. And uh, NFL routinely looks into matters of compliance with the injury report policy, and they will do so in this instance as well. At the end of the day, I don't know if it matters. I mean, you're supposed to – I understand why you report the injury, but Joe Burrow's injury, according to the team, was unrelated to what he had on – yeah, here we go. Burrow said, according to producer Harry, puts this up on the screen, quote, it's not uncommon for guys to wear compression sleeves on the plane. When you go up to that altitude, things can swell up. End quote. That didn't look like a precious lead, but either way, what, what's going on there?
2: Yeah, I mean, the whole situation was a little weird, and Zach Taylor said it was a nothing burger. But, I mean, can we trust Zach Taylor right now? Um, because, it, like you said, on one hand, it doesn't matter, but it matters to a lot of gamblers who maybe wouldn't have gambled on the Bengals or made a bet on the Bengals if they had known that Burrow should have been on the injury report. I'm kind of split here because, in a sense, it doesn't really matter to the Bengals except that if they did, Uh, mess up here and they didn't report Burrow's injury, they're going to get fined, but that's it. It's not like they're going to lose draft picks. Uh, And and this, just the Bengals dug themselves in this own awkward hole here by tweeting out a video and then deleting it. I don't think people would have made a big deal of it if they just left the video up. It's like, hey, Bengals, have you ever been on the internet? Once you tweet something out, it's out. You can't delete it and erase it off the internet unless you're Neo from the matrix and you rewrite the code, but you're not doing that. You, this is out there. Everyone can see that he was wearing a compression sleeve on his right wrist. And I mean, Wilson what are the odds that he gets an exact injury on the exact place he was wearing a compression sleeve? Um, it just seems astronomical to me that there wasn't at least a little something. Um, but again, I will say in the game, He got drilled by Genevieve Clowney. He landed on the wrist. He shook it. He knew right away that it hurt a little bit. And if he had come out there and maybe let it heal, uh, but, you know, he wasn't going to sit out the game because he could still throw a football at that point. And then the next time he threw it, it popped. So it seemed like the Clowney hit was kind of the catalyst that sparked the whole thing. Whether something happened beforehand or not, Clowney put it over the hill, and then the throw to Mixon was the final straw that broke the camel's back.
1: Yeah. By the way, the major quarterback injuries this season is a long list. Hopefully it doesn't continue to grow, but a lot of big names. Aaron Rodgers, of course, forced play of the season for the Jets. Anthony Richardson out with a shoulder injury. Daniel Jones towards ACL. Deshaun Watson uh, has a shoulder and or ankle. I can't remember exactly what he's got. He's banged up, though. Kirk Cousins towards Achilles, non-contact injury a few weeks ago uh, against the Packers. And, of course, Joe Burrow is the most recent big-name quarterback to go down. So here we are. Uh, I don't know what the recovery time is for this thing, but I'm I'm guessing he'll be ready to go next August. But we still got a whole six weeks of the season, seven weeks of the regular season to go, and then the playoffs. What are your expectations for a Brown, uh, the Bengals team that's currently five and five, currently last in the division? Any glimmer of hope at all that they can sort of Josh Dobbs this thing together and drag their way into a, a conversation about the playoffs?
2: All right, well, let's see. Jake Browning against the Steelers defense. Mm, Don't feel good about that one. Jake Browning against the Browns defense. Do not feel good about that one. Jake Browning against the Chiefs defense. uh, Feel not great about that one. So that's four of their seven remaining games, Steelers, Browns, Chiefs, because they have two against Pittsburgh. Uh, And then you have Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and Minnesota in there uh i mean maybe they steal two wins that's th- three i think would be absolutely best case scenario and even if they win three that gets them to eight nine and that's not getting them in the playoffs so i think barring a miracle uh or barring as you said jake browning turning into josh dobbs or jake browning turning into joe burrow they have the same initials um i, I don't see how they make the playoffs.
1: It's a sad day, Producer Harry, when the most upbeat person on planet Earth, John Breach, is down and dejected, sitting alone in the hotel room, much like he was that night, not too long ago, when uh, Fontes Perfect ran through the back of the end zone. Shit. <laughs> what, what
2: What a twist. What a pullback. I'm, I'm in a hotel room for two of the <laughs> lowest moments in the past eight years.
1: Yeah, hit the sad Trump ball. This is truly depressing. Uh, all right. I, I, I thank you all for joining us at, under some truly terrible circumstances, but as Breach knows, the silver lining is... If you're a Bengals fan, you can start listening to With the First Pick, the NFL Draft Podcast with me, Rick Spillman. Oh, man, this is a a sad day indeed. Hopefully, Joe Burrow recovers full health and uh, this team gets back to where they're supposed to be. But that's it for John Breach, who is in an undisclosed location uh, somewhere in the city of Baltimore, and Brian Wilson, and, of course, Bruce Harry. We will see you guys Sunday night for the Sunday Night Recap. Say a little prayer for Breach.